I'm Kendra Winchester here with Autumn Privet, and this is the Reading Women Podcast, where we are reclaiming half the bookshelf by talking about books written by or about women. And this is episode 21, where we are going to be talking about short stories. I love short stories. Yes, I love short stories too. And we've been talking about doing this for a very long time. I had all my short stories saved for this episode, and now that I've read them all, I'm like in the biggest book hangover on the planet. That is the truth. That is the truth. And I also had so many extras, I just started putting them in this pile of, oh, I wish I could talk about that one. So the wrap-up might be adventurous this month. (laughs) Which is okay. More short stories. Yes. How can you not talk about them all? Like, it was very hard to just narrow it down to six. All right, so I guess first, though, is the news because it is still award season, which is fantastic. I love award season. It's like almost every day, a short list, a long list of winner is being announced, and that is just fantastic. The first one we have to talk about is one actually we're in Australia, and that is the Stella Prize, which is given to a work of fiction or nonfiction by a woman in Australia. So the winner of this year's award is Heather Rose, and she wrote The Museum of Modern Love, And it says that this book is a remarkable achievement, a meditation on social, spiritual, and artistic importance of seeing and being seen. I I love international prizes like this because I feel like I'm introduced to books that I would never have heard of otherwise. Exactly. And I think think a few uh, episodes ago, we were talking about how we were frustrated that there weren't more uh, prizes for women writers. And I recently discovered this existed... Like, I think we talked, might have talked about last year, but I totally forgot. And then I discovered The Strays by Emily Biddo, which I just can't stop talking about. And then... <laughs> it's true. It is true. She cannot stop talking about it. <laughs> I can't. And it's so beautiful. The cover is beautiful. I just... Yes. I just want to sit and look at it. But anyway, so someone messaged us and was like, hey, did you know that someone, you know, they just announced, actually announced that prize? And I was so excited. A special thank you to Joanne Klein for reminding us about the Stella Prize and uh, I think The Strays is about to usurp me as Kendra's best friend, so I could be in trouble. Well, the book and I haven't quite had friendship bracelets made yet, but, <laughs> you know, so I think you're safe for now. The other prize is the Bailey's Prize, all the Muppet Arms. Um, so at the time of recording this, they have announced the shortlist for the Bailey's Prize. The shortlist is Stay With Me by Aobami Adebayo. The Power by Naomi Alderman, The Dark Circle by Linda Grant, The Sport of Kings by C.E. Morgan, First Love by Gwendolyn Riley, and Do Not Say We Have Nothing by Madeline Tian. I was very surprised that a few books weren't on here, but I did call, um, what was the list I sent you? I think I called, what, four of the six? I think so. Something like that? You I have didn't... mad book calling skills. I'm always impressed. I've almost read all of the books that have been published in the U.S. that were on the long list. There are several that haven't been published in the U.S. yet or were just published, and I don't have. But um, I did definitely think The Power of the Dark Circle, First Love, and Stay With Me would end up on the list. Um, I wasn't sure about The Sport of Kings because I thought it might just be, like, too American. You know what I'm saying? Right, like too regional. Exactly, which is not a rant that we have had on this podcast but no but we should that would be a good one yes it would we will keep it in our back pockets make a note yes so yeah i i read the sport of kings um and it was amazing 
It's like this long, epic. Uh, some people are calling it the great American novel. I just think it's the great Kentucky novel. Like, it's <laughs> same difference. Well, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was it is very good. It is very, very long, but I, I thought it was worth it. And there's such a deep, like, rich like, depth to this book that a lot of books I've read recently just don't have. And you could probably mm. reread this book five billion times um, and get a lot out of it. Um, and the one I just finished is Little Deaths by Emma Flint. And that was also those, um, this one's on the long list. I started talking about it on Twitter and I got a troll. So that must mean I'm doing something good. So, <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was good. I can't wait for you to read it, Autumn, because it's mystery and it's in a Mad Men era. So it's like made for you. It's in my stack that I'm picking up this weekend, isn't it? It is. Yay. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's going to be like Christmas. Who do you think is going to win? They're going to announce on the 7th, so we'll talk about it next time. Um, I would say that Do Not Say We Have Nothing has a really good chance. But it could also be, like, we could be surprised, and it could be The Power, which looks like it's very on topic right now. So I don't know. But I guess if I have to put my money on one, it would be Do Not Say We Have Nothing. I think Stay With Me, even though I haven't read it yet, is near the top. I think it could... I've heard wonderful things. I do. The power though is number one on my list of things I want to buy with my book, mo- like my like birthday money, like hands down that would be going to book depository and getting that. But I do think stay with me though. We will see. A great chance. So you heard it here first people. We probably are both wrong, but that's okay. Probably. <laughs> it's going to be the sport of Kings. Who knows? Oh, well, well, shall we talk about short stories? Yes. So I love short stories. Let me just say that at first. I feel like they're kind of underappreciated sometimes or like they're relegated to English 101 classes and they're always really boring ones. I mean, it's just me. Or heavily edited and censored ones. <laughs> All the above. Short stories have always had a, like a soft spot. I've always had a soft spot in my heart for them. So I was super, super excited. So my first pick is The Interpreter of Maladies by Jupa Lahiri. And these stories were incredible. They are stories about like the everyday lives of like Indian immigrants living in America. And sometimes the stories are actually set in India. So it's, she kind of tags teams between the two. The first story is about, it's called a temporary matter. And it's about a couple, a young Indian couple living in Boston who their power goes out. And then like, as you read the story, you kind of realize it's this metaphor for something that they're going through in their lives. Well, I'm not going to say right now because I don't want to spoil it. And this is actually one of our discussion books. So we'll actually go into it a little bit more in detail later. But I would say that if there was a main theme that kind of ties all the stories together, that all the stories in some way are about home and kind of like this nostalgia that is often tied to home and perhaps even more tangentially like the stories we tell ourselves about home and where we come from and where we are. They were so beautiful. And the thing that amazed me about her was how every character's voice is so distinct. Like it is ridiculous. Like she's such a good writer. Yes, they definitely are. I, every story is unique and rich, and I think it just stands on its own. Like most collections have at least a couple week stories, even if some of them are others are fantastic. But every single one of hers was amazing, and it, every one was so solid and strong, and it was just an amazing collection. And one of our, you know, 
early fans, Hello, Jay, Jay, who deserves all the accolades, told me I needed to read this months ago. And I'm sorry, Jay, that I did not read it soon. <laughs> you were right. I will never doubt your opinion again. <laughs> it makes me want to read more of her yeah. books. Oh, I'm trying to steal my own thunder. But, like, I did feel like each story did have such a different it was like it's not like it was a different set of it It was not like it was like a different immigrant story it was like a different set of immigrant stories plural so I don't know I just I adore it like I tore through this book in just a couple of days and just wished I had read it slower it was that good so and as I mentioned before Interpreter Maladies is going to be one of our discussion books next episode and so we will talk more about the different types of stories and kind of some of the themes and things like that so yeah so my first pick is The Interpreter Maladies by Jhumpa Lahiri. And my first pick is no surprise to anyone and that is Difficult Women by Roxane Gay and that's out now from Grove Atlantic. This was one of my most anticipated reads of the year. I love Roxane Gay to pieces Oh my goodness. And we're getting two books from her this year. So I'm just like dying with joy. I know. I know. It really is. And I've been waiting to read this book closer to the podcast. So I waited an extra four long months. I now have it. You get a gold star. Thank you. It was very difficult. But I was like, I'm going to forget all the details. So this book is fantastic. And it's all about difficult women. The theme is on the cover and it's about women who have been deemed difficult by society or they, by their, the men in their lives or really whatever. And it's women who've also gone through difficult things. And so the first story holds no punches. These two girls are abducted by this man, horrible things happen. So please note the trigger warnings. A lot of, a lot of the, uh, Triggering content happens off stage, so I thought that was very helpful. She still did not lose any of the feel or the impact of that situation for the girls, especially in the first story. But Roxane Gay shows so much range with this collection. I've never read her fiction before, and the genre range is just fantastic. She has like one story where someone stole the sun, and so it's like the sci-fi fantasy thing and then there's another story that's more realistic like the first one and then you have so many different types of characters different types of stories there are different formats there's just so many different perspectives in this book and different types of difficult women and I was just so impressed with everything about her collection my favorite story probably was the one where they stole the sun because it's about um, a miner and he decides he is no longer going to stay beneath the earth and he goes up and somehow steals the sun and then this his son is is blamed for what happened it, it's just so interesting how she thinks of these things uh, there's another one where uh, the south has like seceded in modern day uh, America and they're talking about whether or not this woman will go up and to be with her son and there's just so many different things going on in this book and it was everything I'd hoped it to be and I hope cannot wait to meet her when her memoir comes out if you and it's not very long like the book's about 250 pages so it's definitely a collection you want to pick up yeah I mean we've been talking about this book for a long time so I'm glad that it's finally out and we the whole world can read it they're all just so different and wonderful and beautiful and 
Like, you just have to read them to understand. Are you taking this one to get it signed to? I am. I am actually, and I'm also going to order Bad Feminist so that I will just place her, like, literary life before her, and she will sign it to Kendra. <laughs> Please don't obsess so much. <laughs> oh, you're going to be one of those people. <laughs> so that is Difficult Women by Roxanne Gay. My next pick is Whatever Happened to Interracial Love by Kathleen Collins, and it is out right now by Echo. And I first heard about this book, I think, on Litzy. It came out last year, I want to say. It was a book of the month pick. Yes. Oh, yes, that's right. It was a book of the month pick. That's how I heard about it. Kathleen Collins wrote in the 19, from what I can gather, like 60s, 70s, 1980s, in that range. And that's when these stories were written. But they had not been published until 2016. This, like Difficult Women... <laughs> This is one of those books that you just kind of have to read it. So the first story is called Exteriors, and it's told like stage direction. So it's as if a director saying like, dim the lights here, shine the light on the woman who's talking to her husband at the kitchen table. And so it's just like this like continual train of like stream of consciousness kind of thought, but like in stage direction. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. And then I got to the second story and it's, the second story is called Interiors, and it is an internal monologue seemingly about the couple in the exterior story. So they're two separate stories, but they kind of fit together. And then each one from there is just like, so after that one, I was like, oh my goodness, like I have to keep reading. Her stories are just have a rhythm to them. Like, I almost feel like I should have read them out loud. So there's Some of my favorites were the story that the title comes from, which is Whatever Happened to Interracial Love. And it's about two girls who are roommates, and there is an African-American girl and a white girl, and then they're dating opposite of what they are. So they're both in interracial relationships. It's a reflection on the the racial movements of the time. It's very, very good. And then another one of my favorites was called The Happy Family. And it's this older man who's telling the story of this family and like all of these good things about the family and all these positive things that happened to them and like what a, like how much he admired them and how, like why he admired them. And then we get to the end of the story and he's basically like, well, maybe I'm not the right person to tell the story because I told it the way that the mom would have wanted to hear it told so maybe you should ask somebody else so like it's all these like really interesting like storytelling devices and each one is different and each one like is a different style of writing and it too is a short book and I think I read it in like almost one sitting it was that riveting man it sounds so good it's so good like it is so very good and like I said, like, there's a rhythm to these stories. So it's like, as you get into it, it's just like, oh, man. like And I'm just sad that they haven't been published before now, but I'm just extremely glad that they're out now. So apparently Echo has a series called The Art of the Story, and it's just like collections of short stories by uh, authors that they think are important, and they're trying to encourage people to read. And I'm really glad that they published this one. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I heard an interview with the daughter of the author and she said um they're asking how much did you edit and she said that they just did some like copy edit stuff and some really like spelling changes but basically she didn't feel right editing her mom's stuff and they did take out like ellipses and whatever but 
So I just thought it was really interesting how the daughter viewed her mom's work uh, and the impact that it had on her and just how that reflected and how they collected the story collection. It was it was really good. I'll put the interview in the um, in the show notes. Yeah, I definitely want to watch that. So that was my second pick, which is Whatever Happened to Interracial Love by Kathleen Collins. So before we go to Kim's next pick, it is time for our Book of the Month spot. And as you know, if you've been listening to us for any amount of time, um, we're huge fans of Book of the Month. And as we just mentioned, the book we just talked about was available on or through Book of the Month a couple of months ago. How Book of the Month works is like they have different judges who pick a book every month and they kind of explain why they pick it. And then you can purchase a subscription and then you can pick the book that you want and it shows up at your front door. And it is always a magical best day of your life whenever Book of the Month shows up at your door. If you see the selection that month and nothing's really grabbing your attention, then you can skip that month. And then you can also, and this is super cool, you can pick books that were previously picked and add them to your box for only nine ninety nine a book, which is amazing because they send out beautiful hard copy books. Their books are like very good quality and they always spend, send like special little gifts in with them. And so if you use the link in our show notes, um, our affiliate link, then you can subscribe for book of the month. They're running a promo right now where if you subscribe, you can get a copy of Paula Hawkins' new book, into the water for free and she if you're not familiar with the name she wrote girl on the train so everyone is very thrilled about into the water i'm getting it i'm getting it (laughs) i added this to my box already (laughs) already yeah it's not even may yet when we're recording this and i've already added it they said i could so i did i wonder if i can (laughs) add mine to my box i'll have to go check it out anyway so that's book of the month so this, my next pick is What It Means When a Man Falls from the Sky by Leslie Neca Arama. And this book pairs really well with Roxane Gay's Difficult Women. And I actually read them really close together. It was very interesting because the styles are very similar. I actually thought that What It Means When a Man Falls from the Sky is like the literary love child of Roxane Gay and Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. Oh. I really probably don't need to say anything else to sell the book to you, but I will because it is amazing. So this book is set all over the world um, Nigeria America and I believe like a futuristic type London and then there's also like this fable slash mythological folklore thing in there and I really really love this collection one of my favorite stories in the collection is the title a story and it is about a girl who has like this special power where she can take on the pain of others the society has gotten to the point where people with her ability take the emotional pain away from everyone like if you've experienced something they'll send they'll send you to a person like her and she's sort of like a psychologist just she takes away your emotional pain and she comes in contact with a refugee and she it just experiences so much emotion like she just takes that on and it was just so fascinating and another story is a girl from america traveling to her see her relatives in nigeria as i said there's a, a mythological one about where volcanoes come from and there is another one about a girl named glory be to god interesting <laughs> and her parents are obviously super religious but she fails at everything in life. Like seriously, this woman struggles. And so she finally meets this guy that seems to have this magical power of awesomeness and that rubs off on her. And she just, you know, she's figuring out where her place is in life. And each one of these stories just combines like the idea of difficult women, but also 
the multicultural and like outside, like non, I guess I should say, like non-American view of sexism that Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie has. And I thought it was wonderful. I was so blown away by this collection. I really, I went to it in blind. Like I heard great things about it. It was on some lists. I picked it up. And so now I will read everything this woman puts out from here on out. It sounds amazing. I have to read it. You do. And it's not that long either. Like it's a tiny, tiny book. Like the physical size is tiny and it's only like 230 pages. And so you can basically read all of them in one sitting if you wanted to. Yes. Yes. It is just so bestilled my heart. (laughs) Um, They now are friends on my shelf. So difficult women and what it means when a man falls from the sky now sit together. Bookshelf friends are a real thing. I would just like to validate that for you. It's true. Uh, that is what it means when a man falls from the sky by Leslie Necaarama, and that is out from Riverhead. My last pick is a manual for cleaning women by Lucia Berlin, and it is published by Farrar, Strauss, and Garo. First of all, at the time of this recording, I have about a hundred pages left. Um, <laughs> true confessions with all. It's like four hundred pages, though, right? So it is okay. So this is why I haven't finished it. Okay, so I heard about this book when it came out in two thousand fifteen. And I was like, oh, that looks like an interesting book. And I heard an article about it on NPR, and I saw it at my library, and I never picked it up, but I put it on my Goodreads list. And so when we were picking short stories, I was like, oh, I will look at this one because I've been wanting to read it for two years. And oh my goodness, I'm so sad I did not read it sooner. So Lucia Berlin writes what is called, or what is often referred to as autofiction. So a lot of the stories are based off of things that actually happened to her. For example, she had four sons and there's lots of women in these stories who have four sons. She was married to a sculptor and then she was married to a musician and she struggled with alcohol addiction and all this different kind of stuff. And her characters struggle with the same things that she struggled with. She was bilingual and a lot of her characters are bilingual. And they're so rich. It is so, those stories are so immersive and they're short. Like some of them are only like two pages or three pages, but they're just, there's so much in them that like you have to stop and catch your breath and then come back to it. So so that is why I have not finished it yet. And as far as the style goes, I don't even really know how to describe it. She writes the kind of stories that I would want to write, but I know that's not helpful for everyone who's listening to this (laughs) podcast. Maybe I'll try to attempt it by talking about some of my favorite stories. So the title story, A Manual for Cleaning Women, is a story about a woman who cleaned houses. And Lucia actually cleaned houses at some point in her life. But it's broken up by these bullet points that are bus stops. So it'll be like, oh, and I should have had a page open, but it'll be like the 33 northbound at Cherry Street. It'll have a few sentences, and then it'll tell another bus stop. So you're kind of like tracking her day while you're tracking her thoughts. And then there's one story called point of view. And she's like, what if Chekhov's story was told from like, she talked about this Chekhov story. She's like, what if it's told from the perspective of this? Like she's actually like talking to you about point of view. And then the next thing you know, she's actually told you a story about this woman. And you're like, wait a minute, when did that happen? Like, wait, wait. (laughs) And so I actually had to go back and like see when the transition was because she does it so well that I was like, she goes from like addressing you to telling the story like so seamlessly. It's incredible. Or another one that was my favorite was one called 
morning and it's about a lady who cleans houses. You, she's, and it says that she lately she's been working with a realtor cleaning houses of people who died. So you kind of like you learn about the lady, but then like you learn about this estranged brother and sister from the point of view of the cleaning lady. And then we kind of come back to the cleaning lady. I don't know. Like she does amazing things with point of view and perspective and each one is more unique than the last one. And I'm just in love and I've already, I got this copy from the library, but I already have a book, personal copy coming in the mail. It should what? be here any day. <laughs> <laughs> I was like a hundred pages in and I was like, Hey, Josh, are you buying anything from thrift books anytime soon? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm I'm obsessed. I'm literally obsessed with this book. Well, that's the nice thing about having it. It's been out for a few years. You can get a nice hardback copy, even a used one, for less than ten dollars. Oh yeah, it's it's. I'm I'm so excited. I'm so excited. It's not like it's not what I expected it to be at all. I'm just so now. So now that we're recording, I I don't feel bad about slowing down and kind of enjoying the last one hundred pages. Of course, I have to take it back to the library soon. So pray that my copy comes in soon, so that way I don't have ridiculous library fees. But this one's also on my list, and I. Actually have it checked out from the library as well and I also have the audiobook so I can switch back and forth if I so desire but I checked it out a year ago for the Deweys and so I, I still haven't read it I feel shame so I'm going to read this one and probably a few others on my wrap-up pre-wrap-up list it's good I don't want to say it's surprisingly good but it's it's one of those books that you know it's going to be good but then when you're surprised at how good it is it just makes it even better that's a good way to describe it so that is a manual for cleaning women by lucia berlin and my pick i guess our last pick is in the country by mia alvar and that's from knoff and this book is fantastic so I read this book I don't last year at this time, I think, and I originally heard about it on, I think, one of the Book Riot podcasts, and it's just so amazing. And so all of these stories deal with Filipino people in various parts of the world, or um, I think one of them actually deals with a white model traveling to the Philippines. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the white lady, I think, is the, that one, which I really loved, which is about, like, if you want to know what the life of a model is like. <laughs> like, we would know. Yeah. No, no, we're bookish nerds. I love this collection so much. And and so I had never read any books from the Philippines. And I was like, why have I never read this? What on earth? So I read this book and it is fantastic. There are stories about uh, Filipino people in, I think it's Saudi Arabia, and they work as um, cleaning people. My favorite is Miracle Worker, and it's about a woman who works, who is like a nanny for the special ed child, and so the Saudi woman hires her, and so uh, the mom has this fantasy that her daughter is going to magically like get better and turn into a quote-unquote normal child. Sally, the Filipino woman, is like, she wants to tell the mom that she's kind of delusional, that her daughter is wonderful and beautiful as she is. Um, she just, you know, needs special help. And it was just amazing. And I have thought about the end scene in that story, like, continuously for this entire year. And it just sticks into your head. And you have images, like, from the white lady, like, the model. And then um, the title, actually, story 
um, in the country is a novella type, long, short story, whatever. Rumor has it that she is writing a novel based on some of the characters in that short story. I am very, very excited about this collection. I think it's an excellent collection that has deals with so many themes of exile and just everything, everything under the sun. So this is my discussion pick for May. And so we're going to talk about it more on the next episode. I really enjoyed this book. Like I had, I knew nothing about it and didn't know what to expect. And it was really mind blowing. It's one of those books that makes you realize how small your perspective is and how little you actually know about the world. Yes. Yes. Exactly the kind of books that I want to read. And so I would recommend this book to basically anyone and everyone because everyone needs a good dose of that, especially if you live in the West. So uh, that is In the Country by Mia Alvar. So, Kendra. Yes, Autumn. What are you reading right now? Um, I am listening to The Butcher's Hook by Janet Ellis. And this is from Pegasus Books, which is an indie press here in the United States. And I actually first heard about this book from uh, some people I follow on BookTube, a lot of UK booktubers because it first came out there and then I was so afraid it wouldn't come out here but then Indie Press picked it up and they published it and it is amazing and the author has um, a history in acting and like voiceover stuff so she reads the book and it is so funny oh Oh my goodness so the the protagonist's name is Anne and she is getting set up with a horrible Mr. Collins like character and she is more interested in the butcher's boy who is named Fub of all things and she has plans for him (laughs) this book is so scandalous and wonderful all at the same time I don't think like it's necessarily realistic in the agency that a girl in the 1700s takes. However, I am thoroughly enjoying this book and the narration is excellent and it's so funny. I've laughed out loud so many times and I'm so happy that it is everything I'd hoped for. I haven't got to the part where like murder happens, which is what I've been told. Like it has like trigger warnings for like because it's a butcher like dissecting of animals and also murder so i feel like this is jane Steele, but kind of jane austenized did i just make a board i think so is this like That's jane cool. Steele meets jane austen meets sweeney todd or is it not as bad as sweeney todd it's not as bad as sweeney todd not a lot of violence has happened yet but i'm told it happens yeah it has a lot of like ridiculous men getting what they deserve like in jane Steele who take advantage of young girls. So I am looking forward to that. (laughs) Aren't we all? (laughs) In addition to finishing a manual for cleaning women, I am going to be starting soon. The mother of all questions by Rebecca Solnit. This is the, I think it's being marketed as a follow-up or a companion to men explain things to me. And it is a essay collection and she just, it, I don't know, talks about Rebecca Solnit kind of things, like women and men and society. And this has been on my shelf for a couple of weeks now. And I feel like everyone else has read it but me. So <laughs> I'm excited. So I guess before we go, Kendra, would you like to make our major announcement? Yes. So Autumn and I started this podcast, We Have a Dream. And that dream is to get amazing books to everyone. So we are very happy to announce that we now have, when this podcast goes up, a store. We have a Reading Women's store where you can buy the books that we feature on this podcast. And Cue you can go- confetti! Yes, yes. 
So the best way to support the reading women is to buy books. I think that is amazing. For the record, this is not like an Amazon affiliate. This is like a legit store. So when you buy the books, you're buying books from us. We're partnering with Zola. They handle a lot of logistics stuffs for us and we promote the books that just the books that we love and that we want to promote and talk about and feature and everything so i think that's our show for real this time you can join us next time when we talk about in the country and interpreter melodies and meanwhile you can find me autumn privet on twitter and instagram and litzy at autumn privet and kinder winchester at KD Winchester, D as in Dylan. And don't forget to rate and review us. It really helps us out a ton. And thank you so, so, so much for listening. And we will talk to you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.